0: This is the Carpathian Storyteller Podcast at carpathianstoryteller.com. Enjoy. Youth without age and life without death. A Romanian fairy tale. Part 1. Once upon a time, something happened whose like never occurred before. There was once a mighty emperor and empress. Both were young and handsome. And they desired the blessing of children. They did everything that was necessary to secure it. That is, they went to the witches and philosophers and asked them to read the stars to find out whether they would have children or not. But it was all in vain. Finally, the emperor heard that was a very wise old man lived in a neighboring village, and sent for him. The messengers returned with the answer, Let him who needs me come to me. So the emperor and empress sent out for the wise man's house, taking with them several of their courtiers, attendants, and soldiers. When the old man saw them in the distance, he rose, went to meet them, and said at once, Welcome! But what do you want to know, O Emperor? I'm not here to question you about that, replied the Emperor. But to learn whether you have any plans you can give us that will bestow the blessing of children. I have, the old man answered. But you will possess only one child. He will be handsome, lovable boy. Yet you will not be able to keep him long. After the emperor and the empress had obtained the herbs, they joyfully returned to the palace. The whole empire, the courtiers, and all the attendants rejoiced too. But when the hour of its birth came, the child began to scream in a way no magic arts could the silence. The emperor commenced to provide it all the good things in the world contained, but it was impossible to quiet it. Hush, father's pet, said the emperor. I will give you this or that kingdom. Hush, my boy. I will give you this or that princess for your wife. At last, when he saw the child would not stop, he added, Hush, my boy. I will give you youth without age and life without death. Then the prince stopped crying. The courtiers beat drums and blew trumpets and there were great rejoicings throughout the empire for a whole week. The older the boy grew, the more thoughtful and reflective he became. He went to the schools and the philosophers and gained every kind of learning, so that the emperor died of joy and came to life again. The whole realm was proud of having a prince so wise and learned, a second king Solomon But one day, when the lad had just reached his fifteenth year, and the emperor sat at the banquet with the nobles and grandees of the country, the handsome prince rose, saying, Father, the time has come. You must now give me what you promised at my birth. When the emperor heard this, he grew very sorrowful and answered, Why, my son? How can I give you an impossible thing? If I promised it to you then, it was only a hush you. If you can't give it to me, father, I shall be obliged to wander through the whole world till I find what was promised to me and for which I was born. Then all the nobles and the emperor fell at his feet and besought him not to quit the country because, as the courtier said, his father was growing old and they would place him on the throne and give him the most beautiful princess under the sun for his wife, but it was impossible to shake his resolution. He remained as firm as a rock. After his father had seen and dully considered all these things, he gave his consent and prepared to supply the prince with provisions and whatever else he might need for his journey. The young hero went to the imperial stables, where the finest steeds in the whole realm were standing, to choose one of them. But when he laid his hand on the horse's tail, he knocked it down, and so they all fell, one after another. At last, just as he was going out, he let his eyes wander around the building once more, and saw in one corner a sick, weak horse covered with sores. He went up to it, and when he grasped it by the tail, the animal turned its head, saying, What do you command, my master? I thank God that he has permitted a hero's hand to touch me once more, and, planting its feet firmly, it remained standing. The young prince told it what he was intended to do, and the horse replied, to obtain your wish, you must ask your father for the sword, lance, bow, quiver of arrows, and the garments he wore when a youth. But you must take care of me with your own hands for six weeks and give me oats boiled in milk." When the prince begged the emperor for the articles the horse had advised, the monarch called the major majordomo for of the palace and ordered him to open all the chests of clothing. That his son might choose what he pleased. The young hero, after rummaging them three whole days, at last found, in the very bottom of an old trunk, the weapons and garments his father had worn in his youth. But the arms were covered with rust. He set to work to clean them in his own hands in six weeks. During the time, he was taking care of the horse he succeeded in making the weapons as bright and shining as a mirror. When the horse heard from the handsome prince that the clothes and arms were cleaned and ready, it shook itself once. All the sores instantly fell off, and there it stood, a strong, well-formed animal with four wings. When the hero saw this, he said, We'll go in three days. May you have a long life, master. From the day I shall be at your service, the horse answered. On the morning on the third day there was great mourning through the whole court and empire. The handsome prince, clad like a hero, holding his sword in his hand and riding the horse he had chosen, took leave of the emperor, the empress, the great nobles and lesser grandiers, the army and all the attendants who, with tears in their eyes, implored him to give up the journey and not risk his life. But setting spurs to his steed, he dashed through the gate like the wind, followed by the carts followed with provisions and money and the two hundred horsemen the emperor had commanded to accompany him. After reaching the boundaries of his father's country and arriving at the wilderness, The prince distributed all his property among the escort, bade them farewell and sent them back, keeping for himself only as much food as the horse could carry. Then he turned toward the east and rode for three days and three nights, till he came to a white plain where lay a great many human bones. If you wish to listen longer, listen to part two. We really hope you enjoyed today's story as much as we enjoyed telling it. So if you want to hear more stories, subscribe to our channel. We tell stories twice a week, and for a complete transcription of today's episode and articles about Carpathian traditions and places to travel to, visit us at CarpathianStoryteller.com There you can comment about your favorite stories and what stories you know from the Carpathian lands that we should translate and also you can support us with small donations. We really appreciate them. There you can also find links to a lot of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and also all the places you can listen to us. We are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and many more. From everybody here at Carpathian Storyteller, we wish you a magical day.